We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's June 16th, it's 2023. 14 baseball games on a Friday. Oh, fun. Joined today by my good buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, massive slate. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm sorry, I make the schedule and it's my fault <laughs> that you have a 14-game slate on Friday, but... What's happening, my friend? Yeah, big old slate here tonight. Um, got some elite pitching, but some tough matchups for that elite pitching. So plenty of cheap pitching to talk about as well. Lots of options, both sides. Um, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I mean, interesting for sure. Uh, did you catch any of the U.S. Open um, round one? No, I, I did not. I didn't know if you're a golf guy or not. Um, I followed it casually, um, but I did not see anything today. I follow majors, uh, but I, I get I get a little excited when you see Ricky Fowler up at the top of the board. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely be watching this one throughout the weekend. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched it. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, listen. Okay, let, let's just be honest for a second. Um, it is a live sporting event. If you haven't watched this, you're in fault. <laughs> That's how I feel about sports, but uh, we got a big slate. We're not going to dilly dally around too much here. What's up YouTube. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Thursday night. What's up podcast listeners. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday morning. Let's um, let's jump right in. We have a lot to talk about. This is going to be a long one. So we're going to get into it right directly Miami at Washington, eight and a half total in this one. The Marlins, a 190 favorite. Sandy Alcantara going up against Trevor Williams. Any interest here in Alcantara? We just have not seen the same leash from Sandy Alcantara this year. Um, he was routinely over 100 pitches um, going into the, like the eighth and ninth. He did, he did make it through seven his last two times out, but under 90 pitches. He's never been a huge strikeout guy. He's got a low strikeout Washington offense on the other side here. Big slate, lots of options. 
I just I don't know that the upside is here in this matchup or just because Sandy hasn't been striking a ton of guys out and he's not throwing 110 pitches every time out now. Yeah, I mean, his strikeout rate is way down, but I, I will say this, right? I am a big believer in swinging strike rate and, you know, guys that are able to get hitters to whiff and the swinging strike rates at 13.3%. Um, that is, there's going to be either regression to his swinging strike number or they're going to see some positive regression to his strikeout number. Um, a 13.3% swinging strike rate typically ends up in the 26 to 29% strikeout rate. So don't know if that happens here. Washington's a low strikeout team. We talk about them all the time. Not a lot of power, just a team that is kind of pesky. They put the ball in play a lot they don't strike out they don't hit home runs um i think they have the second fewest home runs this season against right-handed pitching up behind cleveland so not a lot of power if it wasn't a 14 game slate i would say all right maybe we can take some shots if you're playing large field tournaments i think you could take some shots um we have some pitchers on this slate with bigger upside and higher ceilings we don't have as many pitchers on this slate with better matchups um you know, so I think that's just kind of how you have to look at Alcantara today. Um, I can say for certainty, even against Miami, I don't want to play Trevor Williams, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, even though he's really cheap and it's a good matchup. Um, I think there's other cheap pitchers we're going to talk about that I prefer. No reason to go to Trevor Williams today. Yeah, I think that we might actually get some ownership on Trevor Williams today, which I think um, will be somewhat interesting. He's a pretty low strikeout guy, 22% against righties down in like the 13 and a half percent against lefties. This team typically only has one or two lefties in the lineup. So um, maybe he benefits from facing six or seven right-handed hitters today. But I mean, uh, if he comes in at like 3%, like we, we haven't projected at you know, his projected ownership is 3%. Now we're talking a little bit. I think he's going to be pushing like 10, 12%, getting double on the field, almost 25%, Trevor Williams, where I can get double at like 9%, 10%. Maybe I'm interested, but doubling him in a large field tournament and having to play 25%, just not something I want to do. Uh, it's not like we have a ton of interest in the Marlins bats either. Um, you know, we'll have to kind of see. I don't think Jazz is going to be back. They did say like, he's going to wait for surgery after the season. So um, wouldn't be shocked if the Marlins, if they're really out of it last month of the season, you know, we see him get put down and put, put on the aisle um, and, and have his surgery. So let's uh, Miami bats. What are, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. Just not a lot of power here. I'm not, not interested in the stack despite Trevor Williams being an attackable pitcher. Um, he does give up home runs though. So I, I have interest in Jorge Soler. Um, he's near the top of the leaderboards and home runs this season. Prefer him against lefties, but Williams with his hard contact issues can certainly play some Solaire. That's really about it, though. I, I don't think I'm interested in the stack. Yeah, I mean, Solaire, his his upside, definitely something you can play. It's just like maybe Brian De La Cruz, maybe Jesus Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez, is he still like extremely cheap? Yeah, he's 2,800. He You're getting some power upside there. Trevor Williams is a guy that definitely strikes out lefties a lot less. So maybe Jesus Sanchez is like the Miami Marlin guy that you could play with, potentially play with Solaire. I like that call. 
Um, Washington, I have nothing, man. I mean, this is just a team that I don't know if I've played a Washington bat yet this season. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's not much upside here. It's a matchup against Sandy Alcantara, even though he's not going as deep as he was last year. He's he's still a really good pitcher. Um, not quite the Cy Young season he put together last year, but still plenty of talent there. No interest in Washington for me. It's funny you left. I think I I, I was being serious. <laughs> All right, I've played a couple mini stacks against lefties usually. Never, definitely not against elite pitching. <laughs> we got another uh, Red Sox Yankees series over the weekend here. Um, nine and a half total in this game. Red Sox a slight favorite at minus one twenty. We got Herman against Houch. Um, any interest here in Herman? Man, this storm. <laughs> <laughs> we i asked keith to delay the the podcast to give you guys a backstory on why we started later i asked keith to delay the podcast 30 minutes because we had a nasty storm coming through and it is just still it's just like building over the top of where i live and it is just i i hope my internet doesn't go out i have underground power lines so i'm not too concerned about that but man it is uh it's a it's a good old florida storm with hail and <laughs> all kinds of stuff so <laughs> um sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you domingo herman thoughts here yeah he's just too expensive he's up to 9900 um he's been really good this season so i'm not saying you can't play him i just i don't want to pay 9900 for him boston doesn't strike out very much at all great hitters park here fenway um 9900 is just too much for a 24 k rate against a low strikeout opponent his price he had a really solid game. I watched it um, last time out against the Red Sox. Um, Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Saturday? Might have been Saturday. Anyway, um, I think it was Saturday because I was working on content for Cup. Uh, but anyway, he had a really solid game against the Red Sox a few days ago. We'll just call it that. And put up 20 fantasy points. Um, and that was with a win. So... I just don't see a, a big enough ceiling here for Herman. Um, he's had one ceiling game this year against Minnesota. I'm not playing him. Uh, I'm not playing Towner Houck on the other side of this game either. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, just not a long enough leash. He's also a bit overpriced. Um, pricing is very <laughs> interesting on this slate. When, when we get into yeah. it, like 8,800 is just too much here. There's other guys I think that are just – considerably underpriced so we can be picky on a big slate no interest in Hulk for me yeah i don't i don't want to play him today um yeah like the the lineup's not as good he's done a great job this season against right-handed bats um which i mean definitely helps him against like stanton donaldson lemayhew but i mean i don't know i don't know if it's enough at 8800 um I don't think I'm stacking against him for what it's worth. I think that if you're going to play the Yankees, you do stack them. I don't personally like the stack, but I think that's how you approach the Yankees here. Uh, just because like the one-off you would probably play is Rizzo, and he's probably like the chalk one-off here because he's so cheap now. Yeah, he's been struggling. Um, he's done – I think cold. he – yeah, um, so it's it's a tough spot for this Yankees offense. Judge just removing his bat from the lineup hurts them so much. Um, I don't. It's Fenway Park. I feel like I should have interest here, but I, I honestly don't. This is just a really weak Yankees lineup here. Any interest in the Red Sox on the other side? Not much interest there either. Uh, Herman, like I said, has been pretty pretty solid this season. 
he just shut them down last weekend. Like you talked about facing a team twice in a row is, is never a good thing. It's not, not a good thing for the pitcher anyway. I just like Boston is expensive. Herman is a solid pitcher, big slate. Like I said, I just, I feel like I should have interest in this game and I just really don't. Yeah. I mean, he gives up a ton of hard contact. So like, if you want to play Devers, it's expensive, but I mean, if you want to home run hunt with the Devers or Duvall, I don't hate it. Or like a cheap home run hunt with like um, a Cassis or a Duran. I'm not stacking the Red Sox. Herman's been great. Red Sox or the Yankees bullpen's really good. Uh, I don't think this is a spot I really want to stack. St. Louis at New York facing the Mets. Eight and a half total in this game. We have a slight favorite to the Cardinals. Minus 118. Mikolas against McGill. Any interest here in Miles Mikolas? I do not. Um, a lot of these early games, like the pitching is is pretty mediocre. I think a lot of the pitching on the slate is in the back half of games. So you might hear a lot of no's from me in the beginning, but fear not. We have we have pitching on this slate. Michaelis isn't isn't the guy I want to target. Mets don't strike out a ton. Great ballpark for pitching, just not enough upside for seventy eight hundred. Low strikeout pitcher against the low strikeout team. Eighteen and a half percent strikeout rate on the season for Miles Mikolas. The Mets are at twenty point four percent strikeout rate this season against right handed pitching, which is I think bottom five bottom four um so no interest for me here and i'm with you we have plenty of pitching so i know we're kind of lukewarm so far but plenty of guys that we're going to talk about uh taylor mcgill on the other side of this game just coming off of back to back to back to back really rock rocky starts just hasn't shown I mean, hasn't really shown the ability to throw the ball by anybody. Um, 17 and 17.8% strikeout rate, almost a 12% walk at rate, 350 Woba, 46.5% hard contact. Like all of this is like recipe to stack. The Cardinals have been struggling, but I, I still don't think I could play McGill here. Yeah, no chance I'm playing McGill. He's He's been awful this year. There's not really any other way to say it. Looked like a solid pitcher with some potential last season. Hasn't been the same guy this year. He's walking way too many, not striking anybody out. No chance on playing him against the Cardinals. Yeah, if this game was in St. Louis, I think I'd have a lot of interest in the Cardinals stack. I still think they're super playable. I just don't like it as much because they're they're so expensive. Great spot. McGill's been struggling. Great spot against McGill. Terrible ballpark. Um, expensive pricing. We need ceiling. It's a 14-game slate. I don't think we can preach that enough. It's a ginormous slate. What are you doing? What do you like here, if anything, for the Cardinals? Yeah, just the ball being in City Field is tough. Um, and the pricing on the Cardinals, I completely agree with you. McGill is a pitcher I would normally have a ton of interest in attacking. Um, but like Goldschmidt's up near 6K, Arenado's over 5K. Gorman, I, I like as a one off at 4,700. Phil's second base. You could even use him in a mini stack. Um, I just, I, I'm not getting to the stack just because of the overall pricing. Like to get Goldschmidt, Arenado, Gorman, I'd have to sacrifice quite a bit at pitching. There might be ways to do that today. Um, but they, they just not, not going to have enough upside compared to some of the other stacks that we're going to talk about. Um, some cheap pieces. If you wanted to do a three man, I think like a, a Gorman, Donovan, Walker type of mini stack. Carlson has been been okay here recently. He's twenty six hundred. Um, so I think a cheaper three man mini stack of the Cardinals is how I would play them. Play them. Walker, if he cracks the lineup, uh, big free swinger against a guy that doesn't strike out a bunch of guys. Um, I don't hate that. So you mentioned Carlson, DeJong, 
cheap bats. I don't hate. Uh, Mets side of this game, I mean, with Pete Alonso still like on the IL, I know he was fielding ground balls, but I mean, it sounds like it was going to be like three to four weeks, so I don't think it's anytime soon for him yet. But with him out, I mean, it's just so hard to play the Mets. Um, I think my favorite play from the Mets would probably be Brendan Nimmo. Um, but honestly, he hasn't even been running a lot this year. I think he only has like three stolen bases, so I'm probably staying away from the Mets. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on the Mets too. Um, just a tough ballpark. Michaelis is is at least an average major league pitcher. Um, not somebody I like like to play in DFS because he doesn't strike anybody out, but he does get ground balls. He has really great great control. Um, so not a stack spot for me. And don't even like trying to pick out home runs. I agree with you. Nimmo is is my favorite Met if I had to pick one. It's not saying a lot. No, it really isn't. Just for everybody to know, Colorado at Atlanta. 10 total in this game. The Braves, a 250 favorite. Schuster, Lamette facing off against each other for the second straight day. The Braves get a fantastic matchup. Um, any interest here in Nelson Lamette? No, he's he's just walking too, way too many people. He doesn't have a long leash at all, and he's against one of the best offenses in baseball. No, thanks. Listen, um, no is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he pitches well today, I'm just going to lose. Is that what Dan Bach used to say all the time? Um, (laughs) I think that's what it was. I don't know. It's been so long. Um, Schuster, 6,500. I think I have interest in him today. As bad as the Rockies have been against left-handed pitching, they're the worst team in baseball. They have a 61 WRC+. 100 is average. They have a 61 WRC+. Striking out almost 27% of the time against left-handed pitching. Jared Schuster is a huge prospect that really just has kind of had some shaky starts here. Talk me off of it, Keith. I, I, I think it's just too cheap. He is cheap. It is a great matchup. His strikeout rate has been 13.8% and his walk rate has been 12.5%. That is not good. He is a good prospect and he has potential. I think I need to see it before to to play him on a a 14 game slate. You're taking a leap of faith, right? That like, and don't get me wrong. You're you're correct on Colorado. This is essentially a triple a lineup that he's going to be facing here, maybe slightly better. Um, And he did strike out a fair amount in the minors, 21 and a half percent. I just looked it up in, in triple a this season. So still not an elite strikeout pitcher in the minors, but like Colorado has been so bad. The price is okay. I prefer a, another 6K pitcher that we're going to talk about. Um, I like him too. I, I don't think you're crazy for, for wanting to play Schuster. It's just it's hard to get it on board when we haven't seen it just yet. But great spot for him. If he's going mean, to get we, it done, this is the spot. We saw it once, right? We saw him absolutely dominate Seattle one time. Um, he showed us the ceiling is there. You mentioned his lower – I mean, his, his it's probably average, below average, like AAA strikeout rate. He's not a huge velocity guy. He really kind of relies on like a, a change-up mix where, you know, that's where he does his damage against teams and does really well against teams. So um, looking at the Rockies against change-ups, they really struggle. I mean, it, it just couldn't get better of a matchup here for Schuster. Like, yeah, his strikeout rate's low. Okay, he faces a, a team that just strikes out a ton. So, I mean, 6,500 in Atlanta is kind of scary because the weather, I mean, it's, it's hot Atlanta now. Um, but I, I just, I like the price. 
this is tournaments. I don't play cash games. Um, he's probably in one of my three entry max builds today. Like that's, I think I, there's some bats. Let's just be honest. There's some bats today. Uh, we we're going to talk about the Braves here in a second. They're really expensive. We're going to have another 6k guy that we like. I'm on, I'm on the same guy. I have a feeling we're going to be on the same guy. Um, I hope we're on the same guy. So <laughs> I'll probably play like one of him, one of um, Rich Hill, and then probably have a lineup where I pay up a little bit for both pitchers. So um, I think bats are going to be important on this slate. Pitching is important on this slate. But yeah, I mean, I think Schuster's in a good spot. Rockies bats, I got nothing. Uh, with with Crone out and Blackman out and Brian out, this lineup is just really bad. And that's kind of why I have the interest in a guy like Schuster today. Yeah, I'm, th- this Rockies lineup is so bad. That's why I, I'm not trying to talk you off of Schuster. Um, there's just like, who are you afraid of in this lineup? Their best hitter is probably McMahon. He's lefty-lefty. Jones has been good since he's come up. He's lefty-lefty. Um Schuster's not like he's not getting beat up despite walking too many guys and and not striking out very many. He's still not getting beat up. He's allowing less than one home run per nine. There's just there's not enough upside for Colorado here. I got nothing. I I mean, listen, I've been playing Nolan Jones a ton, but I'm not playing him lefty lefty. So Atlanta, Atlanta's one of the top stacks on the slate, if not the top stack on the slate. Um, fantastic matchup against Lamette. He's he's awful. He walked some of the guys. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a spot. Colorado's a bottom five bullpen. There's like no reason outside of ownership not to have interest in Atlanta today. Yeah, they're they're one of the top stacks without a doubt. Um, like Olson is in a fantastic spot. He's priced for it. He's 6,300, which is a big price tag to see on Matt Olson. But Lamette has struggled with lefty power his entire career. He he walks too many guys, so it's likely he has runners on base in front of him. Love Matt Olson, probably my favorite hitter on the entire slate. Michael Harris has been crushing the ball lately. Eddie Rosario has had a nice season. Um, those are just some of the other lefties. Obviously, the righties like Acuna, Riley, you can play um, Murphy against anybody. Albies is not somebody I meant to leave out. Another lefty with some pop. Atlanta's in a great spot here. Yeah, I mean, I like one through nine. Yeah, one through nine. All right, Toronto at Texas. Gaussman and Perez facing off against each other here. Eight and a half total. Blue Jays, 136 favorite. It's kind of moved a little bit. Um, Gaussman's 11-2. He's coming off a really, really poor start against Minnesota. Um, I'm willing to overlook that and just say, you know what? He's been so good this year. Texas's offense has been really good this year. Yeah, he's one of the top arms on the slate until further notice. Um, the strikeouts are there. The swinging strike stuff is there. There's no reason, I think, not to have interest in him here. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that gives you pause is the price tag and the matchup against Texas. Texas, yep. I, like, they are – we, we're a third of the way, almost a, a third of the way into the season now. Like, Gossman has been incredible. Texas has been really good as an offense as well. I think we have to start taking them seriously. Um but like Gaussman can win in any matchup. Uh, we saw Otani struggle a little bit against Texas la- um, last night. It's like this is what I was talking about off the top. Like every every ace in like the 10k 11k range has things that you can like pick apart where it's not the best spot in the world for them. That said, I think Gaussman, even though he's the most expensive, he's still my favorite of of the range. It is not 
a guaranteed smash spot though against Texas. I just that that's all I'm saying. Like they're they've been a really solid offense, but Gaussman has probably been the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah, I mean he's having a fantastic year. Bad starts are going to happen. Um, potentially lower ownership here um, because of who he's facing. I you know so. Um, Perez on the other side of this game, tough matchup. I will. Okay. Tough matchup on paper, right? The blue Jays should be a tough team against left-handed pitching, but I mean, they've had a really low strikeout rate this season. They have the fewest home runs in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. It's very interesting stat. And I think we'll see some positive regression here, but like Vlad's not hitting lefties for any power. It's like he has like a 27 ISO against left-handed pitching this season. Um, so it's just Springer's under like 150. A um, lot of struggle power-wise. They're not striking out, and Perez is not a big strikeout guy anyway. No interest for me in Martin Perez today. Yeah, none for me either. Um, I get, I agree with you. Like Texas or T- Toronto is not as good against lefties for whatever reason, which is weird because of the amount of right-handed power bats in their lineup. Um, but I'm still not playing Perez. Uh, just not, not enough strikeout upside here. Um, Toronto bats. What are your thoughts? I mean, every, they're expensive, first of all, and then everything you just said about them struggling against lefties. Uh, Vlad just has his power overall has been down this season, um, especially against lefties. You can still play him. Uh, Martin Perez is is not like a, a great pitcher by any means. He's beatable, um, but I prefer like Bichette and Springer to Guerrero, even Matt Chapman, I would throw in there. Um, I don't, their, their pricing is a little cheaper than usual. Like there's nobody near six K it's Bichette at 5,200 and then Guerrero at 5,100. Everybody else is, is below five K. So Springer's price is, is attractive. He's, he's good against lefties Chapman at 4,300. It's, it's probably a power spot for me more than it is a, a stack though. Yeah, I mean, I think you could stack them. It's, there's their numbers are extremely interesting overall. Um, yeah, I mean, I have ton ton of interest in this stack as like a, a potential lower own stack, but again, like their numbers are scary. Perez is not a guy that typically goes out and gives up, you know, three or four home runs in a start. He has done it plenty of times throughout his career, but. Um, this lineup has so much power and so much ceiling that it's just like, you know, it's eventually going to click one of these days and why not against Martin Perez is in my head, but um, Texas, I think Texas is too expensive for the matchup today. Yeah. There, I'm not trying to pick on Gaussman on a 14 game slate. Um, Let's move on. LA at LA Angels at Kansas City. Sandoval and Singer facing off against each other here. Nine and a half total. The Angels are 158 favorites. Thoughts here on Sandoval? The strikeouts have disappeared. It's a really good matchup. He's cheap enough, but just the, the strikeouts are a concern. He is way down from where he was at last year. 16.9% on the season. Um, I want to like him in this spot. I like first glance, I look at the matchup against Kansas city and I look at the price and I'm like, yeah, we, we can play this guy. And then you look at kind of his, his underlying stats and it's like, man, he is, he's taken a step backwards this year. Um, 
I don't know. I don't hate it. Um, I Rich Hill, we're going to get to. I think he's in a fantastic spot. You nailed that one. Um, I don't know that I need Sandoval today. If Rich Hill gets popular, then maybe he's a decent pivot for just a couple hundred more. But man, the strikeouts are have not been there so far this season. Yeah, I mean, don't hate the matchup overall. I just don't like where Patrick Sandoval is as a pitcher right now. Um, yeah. I mean, a guy that is anywhere from like two to four walks every start, it feels like, and struggling, like this team will run on you. Like you start walking Kansas City, they're going to try to run. They're going to try to steal bases. They're going to try to play the old-fashioned way. Um, I think, like you mentioned, Rich Hill, I would rather play Rich Hill and Schuster. So, I mean, I play three lineups, so I don't think I get there today. Uh, any interest in Singer on the other side of this game? Another guy that, like, you have hopes for, but just has not put it together yet. He has his his flash starts. Like, he dominated Colorado two starts ago. Um, he's got a couple of spike strikeout games in there, but I don't think I'm targeting him here against the Angels. Um, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know. 6,100 is really, really cheap. He's fully stretched out. He's going to give you 90 pitches plus. Again, like I just, it depends on what ownership is and if I need pivots in this range. Um, he, Him and, and Schuster would be an interesting conversation for me. I know Rich Hill's ahead, but if I was picking Singer and Schuster, that, that would be an interesting decision. Um, Angel side, Dury, uh, again, banged up um suspension not banged up sorry he got his suspension he paid his suspension out on thursday back should be back in the lineup here today overall i mean you can play otani and trout they're just so expensive like it's so hard to play these guys because they're priced so high but because of that like and i say say this but otani gets ownership i feel like every single day um I prefer Otani over Trout. Ownership is going to prefer Otani over Trout. Projections going to over like prefer Otani over Trout. I just it's so hard to play the Angels studs because I mean if you're stacking this team, you're giving up twelve thousand on two hitters. Yeah, yeah, like the the pricing and it's just the way the nature of their lineup. Like they have two outstanding hitters. Um, they set up their secondary or 
even tertiary pieces set up way better against left-handed pitching. So I always prefer them against lefties. Uh, worth noting, Rendon, I don't know if you saw it um, in the game on uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night. Um, Rendon, like, bunted his last two at-bats. He got hit in the hand, and then he bunted. Um, so Drury was suspended, obviously, and then Urshela left the game early. Rendon stayed in the game, but he was very clearly compromised. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Rendon here today, um, which is just making it even harder to stack this team. Like, I, it's Otani as a one-off pretty much is, is all I'm interested in here. Like, I'm not necessarily afraid of Singer, and the rest of the Angels are really cheap. Um, maybe you find a three-man with Moniac and and Thais or something like that, but I, I just don't love the full stack. Um, Kansas City... Any interest here in the Royals? I mean, if I knew Sal Perez was healthy, I would have interest there. He hasn't been. He hasn't been all season, really. Um, so, like, there's there's some cheap Wednesday, right? Like yes. Yep, and he's been dealing with something else all season. I forget what it is off the top of my head right now, but it's just he hasn't been right all year. Now he got hit hit by a pitch and hand injuries. Trying to swing a bat is never fun. I think there's some cheap pieces you can target here, but I don't love, certainly don't love a full stack. Um, Oliveris is somebody I always like to play against lefties. Michael Garcia is fine. Like it'd be it, a lineup you're paying up for pitching and then trying to fit an expensive stack in, and you're using a, a couple of Royals pieces as, as value. Don't ever hate Wit. Um, he's up to 21 stolen bases on the year. He's going to be a, a stolen base threat in this matchup. Um, he's been really good here in the Cincinnati series. So, We'll see if you can keep it rolling. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. Let's talk about it. Rich Hill against Julio Tehran. Uh, 88? No, this total got taken down. There's no total in this game. Um, when I looked at it earlier, it was 8.5, but it got taken down. All right, let's talk Rich Hill on the road. They pushed him back a day to give him an extra day or just to you know, face the division team here. Um Thoughts on Rich Hill at 6,700 going up against Milwaukee. Never did I think I would be talking about Rich Hill as the best value play on a 14-game slate in the year 2023, but here we are. Um, He's 6,700. He's had a fantastic leash here recently. Been over 90 pitches in four straight. He threw 119 pitches his last time out, probably why they pushed him back, which was a smart move. Like, if he was on a normal four day rest coming off 119 pitches at 40, whatever years old he is, I would be pretty concerned. Um, but because he's gotten that extra rest, he has as good of a matchup as you can ask for You talked about Colorado and out there, the worst team in baseball against lefties. Milwaukee is right there with them. They have actually struck out more than Colorado and Rich Hill has put together a surprisingly solid season. He's still slightly below average with the strikeouts, 21 and a half percent, but solid enough. For a fully stretched out pitcher at 6,700 with one of the best matchups you can ask for for a left-handed starter. So I'm fully on board with Rich Hill on this. I hope that he doesn't get too much ownership. There's plenty of pitching to pay up for on this slate that hopefully keeps his ownership in check. But I, I don't think he's going to be sneaky on this slate. I'll say that. Um, but I don't think he, he gets into that like 20% range either. Yeah, I mean... I think it's a fantastic spot, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they're the highest strikeout team in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. The only reason they're not the lowest WRC plus because it's 77 is because Colorado has been absolutely atrocious. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, gosh, Rich Hill. Here we go. Rich Hill, baby. Julio Tehran on the other side of this game has found life. <laughs> I mean, what year is this, Stevie? <laughs> I, dude, I don't know. Um, I I can tell you one thing: I'm not stacking against him. I don't know if I play him at this price point, but I think I think he's at least at least sorry at least earned the respect for me not to stack against him here. Um, Rich Hill or not Rich Hill? Julio Tehran. What are your thoughts? I mean, it, he's 8,300, so there's no chance that we're playing him. Um, last time I was on the pod with you, we talked about Chase Anderson. Like, these guys are just finding a way to induce soft contact. His XFIP is 448. His ERA is, like, under 2. He should not be getting the results that he is, but there is a skill in inducing soft contact, and these guys have resurrected their career figuring out ways to do that. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I'm stacking against him. There's also no chance I'm playing him. <laughs> what's funny is um brent in youtube chat he said this game is much much must sorry i cannot speak must watch tv tomorrow night um life of a dfs player <laughs> i mean milwaukee with Teron and hill on the mound why else would Amazing you be watching stuff. this game if you're not a fan <laughs> uh, even if you're a fan why are you watching this game um yeah i mean i can't do it I, again I can't do it because of the price. I, I like what he's done. I like what he's doing with what he's doing here. But yeah, I mean, I, I can't do it. The price. I, I still don't think he has like this huge ceiling, but Julio Tehran early Julio Tehran was a guy that was really good. Um, you know, I don't think he's turned back the clock by any means. And all the statistics I've looked at, He's just changed what he was doing, um, and it's working. And, I mean, Milwaukee does this, right? This is a guy that has gone from, like, a 12 to 15% walk rate down to, like, a 3% walk rate, you know? He's in the top 2% in the league looking at um, his numbers here as far as, you know, what he's doing. And he's just – he's accepting the fact that his fastball was atrocious, and he's just adapted the sinker, and it's working. He's just not generating a lot of strikeouts. So, um, yeah. Thoughts here on the Pittsburgh Bats? Any interest? I really don't. Like, I, I, I'm i not saying Tehran is good now, but he's good enough to where I don't necessarily want to stack against him. Um, the, the walk rate, like you mentioned, has been completely fixed. I do think you can chase a home run against him, but I'm probably not – trying to I don't I don't think there's enough upside here for Pittsburgh being an average offense Tehran doing what he's doing with a soft contact um point I will say lefty power has been his bugaboo his entire career Sawinski has amazing power from the left side he's 3600 one of my favorite cheap bats for to try to find a home run with um but Pittsburgh not a stack for me I I do love Sawinski don't love spending up on Reynolds and trying to find the home run that way. Give me somebody cheap. It's Swinsky. Like that call. Um, again, I'm going to keep preaching that Marcano is someone that I don't mind playing. He's, you know, a stolen base upside type of guy. So don't hate him in the spot. The Brewers, one of the reasons that we have so much interest in Rich Hill is this team has just been so bad against left-handed pitching. Is there anybody that you'd play here for Milwaukee? 
there really isn't like their pricing is is up um like owen miller is forty two hundred dollars that, that's just ridiculous adamas at forty five hundred you can play him if you want as a one-off he'll will give up a home run or two on occasion um william Contreras has been their their standout guy against lefties but he's forty nine hundred i don't know that i want to pay that much really no inch i don't think i'm even trying to pick on hill which like you said, is, is part of the reason that we want to play them. There's just, they don't line up that well against lefties. They've showed it all season long. All right. Moving on. Detroit at Minnesota. <laughs> Probably the most tilting game from Thursday night for me. Man, what was Sonny Gray doing? <laughs> anyway, we get to go back to the well here. Joe Ryan going up against, it sounds like it's going to be Tyler and Alexander pitching for Detroit. Um, I don't have any interest in Alexander, do you? No, he's not stretched out. He threw 51 pitches in his last outing. Right. Um, yeah, no, no thanks. I, yeah, this is more, I feel like it's going to be like a bullpen type of game for Detroit. I don't think he goes more than like four innings. Yeah. Joe Ryan, here we go again. Um, I mean, listen, he's been struggling recently. All it takes is a matchup against Detroit to get right. Detroit has been hitting the ball over the last few days, but man, I can't. I, I have to play some Joe Ryan today. I do too, and it's it's burned me over the last couple of starts because this is a, a pitcher that I really believe in. When he came out of the gates with back back to back ten strikeout games, I thought, okay, here we go. He's figured it out. He's taken that that leap into like the top tier of pitching in MLB. Um, he ditched his changeup for a splitter that was really working for him in the beginning of the season. The strikeouts have kind of disappeared down the stretch here, but it's it's a matchup for a right-handed pitcher against Detroit. They're they're better than they were last year, but they're still not good against righties. Fantastic matchup for uh, for Joe Ryan here. Ten six is a lot to ask for a guy who has cleared four strikeouts once in his last four starts, but I think he gets back on track here. I'm I'm going to be loading up on some Ryan. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate, um, ceiling-wise. I mean, I think this is a huge ceiling spot. I like McClanahan. I like Zach Gallen. Um, we're going to talk about those guys. I just If I'm comparing, like, Ryan, McClanahan, Gaussman, Ryan's going to be my favorite. So, I mean, here we go again. Detroit has been a team that has been very frustrating, I feel like. But, um, I mean, I like this spot a lot, so... All right, um, Detroit Bats, I got nothing, man. I am just going to full-on sell out here on Ryan. We know that Riley Green not traveling with the team. Um, Meadows is still out. Like, just, I mean, this lineup's just not really good. No, it's not. That's why we love Ryan in this spot. 14-game um, slate, I, even for value, I think there are, there are better spots than trying to pick on Ryan. Um, Minnesota. I don't hate it, man. Um, I hope Gary Sanchez is back in the lineup. He wasn't in the lineup yesterday. This would be a good spot to play him at. Um, He's on no, San Diego what, now. I know. What am I thinking? <laughs> Sorry. Heard it back to Gary, last year for a second. I was second. very excited about playing him, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Sorry. So the storm is now over, but I can hear my... Um, baby screaming out in the in the living room so just uh -oh. distracting me not any making excuses but it's just funny um 
I, I mean, I, I like Minnesota a lot. Obviously, Bucks and Correa would be my two favorite hitters. Uh, I think you can get some value here with a guy like Royce Lewis. Um, depending on who catches, whether it be Jeffers or Vasquez, I would hope it'd be Vasquez. Um, what are your thoughts on Minnesota? Yeah, great spot for Minnesota. Um, Alexander's been solid out of the bullpen this season, and, and he's pitched like long relief, so I don't think it's that different going like a three or four inning start versus pitching two or three innings out of the bullpen. Um, the only concern I have for Minnesota here is pinch hit risk. We've seen them um, – why am I losing it? Solano homered on Thursday night, and then they pinch hit for him. Um I think we could see that type of situation here again. So I'm extremely interested in any lefties that start against Alexander because I don't think he's going to be out there for much more than three or four innings. You're getting at least two at-bats against the bullpen, which presumably would be a right-hander following Alexander. Um, So if we get like a Kepler in the lineup to start or a Julianne, I absolutely love them, even though it's going to be lefty-lefty for the first at-bat or two. Um, Gallo would be ideal. Um, if he's in the lineup, just because he can get a hold of one, even against a lefty, then you get him like criminally underowned for the rest of the game against a right-handed heavy bullpen. Um, but yeah, I, I think Minnesota is one of the, the top stacks on the slate because of the matchup. I do have concerns about pinch hit risk. So righty's hitting near the top of the order. Like I bet Solano leads off again. I think his pinch hit number in the bat on Thursday night was 60%. So it's going to be like, just keep that in mind. They're cheap enough you can still play them, but you might only get two at-bats out of them. All right. Cincinnati at Houston, eight and a half total in this game. Astros a 200 favorite. Abbott going up against um, France. Any interest here in Andrew Abbott? Oh, man. In a different matchup, definitely. I I know Houston is depleted. Alvarez out of this lineup is is a huge deal. They still line up okay against lefties because they have platoon. Abreu is finally starting to hit. Good for him. Uh, McCormick has been really solid against lefties. They they just set up better against lefties. They don't strike out a ton still, even though they're missing a, a couple of really low strikeout bats. Huge slate. I don't think it's the spot for Abbott, unfortunately. I'm, I believe in the talent. He's had trouble with the walks, and now he gets a bad matchup against Houston. I probably leave him on the shelf today, but I, you could – talk me into a share or two uh for what it's worth i mean i ran some mckenzie gore yesterday against the same houston team um his strikeout rate i think is a little bit bigger his strikeout ceiling is a little bit bigger than abbott but bregman's been really struggling with lefties this year and kind of looking at some of the advanced stats like the bottom half of the lineup is kind of a boom bust type of um approach right now so i don't think i'd play andrew abbott in this spot just because there's some really good pitchers on this slate and i mean obviously a guy with a zero era the numbers are going to regress um the walks have to come down if this guy is going to keep going but i mean cincinnati calling up their young town i love it i love it yeah um jp france other side different slate maybe i get to jp france um 20.6 percent strikeout he's a guy that doesn't walk people gives up a ton of power to righties which might actually burn him in this spot because Cincinnati lineup because of some injuries, they're going to have quite a bit of righties in this lineup. Um, so McLean's a righty, India's a righty, Steers a righty. Um, I assume Fairchild starts; he's another righty. So I think the lineup actually burns France in this matchup. Um, no interest for me in him today. 
Yeah, me either. Like this Cincinnati lineup is loaded with young talent. Like they're not they're not going to be fun to try to pick on. Like it, their their overall numbers still might not be great, but man, it's it's scary anytime you're trying to pick on them. France just doesn't. I don't think he's like Abbott. I think is a long term above average strikeout pitcher. I'm not sure France is that. He's going to be more sitting more around league average. I think so. I don't love the upside for France. Um, I, I'm leaving him on the shelf today. Also. Bats in this game. Um, Daily Cruz is now, I feel like, getting to that point where you like really have to think about playing him. He's 5,100 now. Um, his stolen base upside, his power combo, his power, like jack-in-the-bag type of upside gives him the ceiling to be potentially worth this price point. Um, on the road, I think, helps most teams because you're getting that extra at bat, but I would much rather play him at home. Um, and Dylan sees has turned back the clock and has eight strikeouts through four and a half. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, anyway, what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah, the daylight cruise price, just to speak to that, this is the price he should be, but it's also going to be a very volatile thing. Like he, he has immense upside in any matchup, but he's also going to strike out and go for four a lot. Um, that's just the type of hitter he is. He's, he's a boomer bust type of hitter. Um, so like you said, now you actually have to think about it. I still do like the the Cincinnati stack, even though I, they're no longer a value stack and they are away from their home park. Um, both of those are, are negative things. They're still in play for me because this is a, a super talented lineup, in my opinion. Um, I, like De La Cruz is amazing. McLean has had a ton of success since coming up. Friedel is the price is coming up. I can you can still play him if he's at the top of the order. Like they're not going to be among my top five stacks, but they're they're in the conversation today. I think they're they're stackable. I just I wish they were a little bit cheaper. Uh, Houston, Houston's interesting because honestly the stack's not that expensive. Um, if Abbott does have that like regression game, his walks like if he goes out and walks a bunch of it, just takes a couple big hits. So, um. I think this is a potential Houston stack today. I feel like waiting for the Houston stack to work has been a thing, but um, I mean, maybe we go back to it as well here. Yeah, I'm I'm going back to them. I played a ton of them Thursday night and it did not work out at all. Um, but like you mentioned, this stack is really cheap. Um, just with, with Jordan out, it's not, it's not the same like threat that it usually is, but we're talking about super cheap. Like it is really easy to pay up for two stud pitchers and then go like Dubon, Abreu, McCormick. Like those three are all under 4k with elite upside. You can even throw Diaz in there at catcher. If he's in the lineup, hopefully he is 2,900. Um, and then just Altuve is easy to get to at that point. I really like the Houston stack today. Um, if, I don't know why Dubon sat Thursday night. Hopefully he's back in there Friday. He's been really good against lefties. He fills a middle infield spot. McCormick should hit near the top of the order at 3K. Abreu is heating up 3,100. Uh, and then Altuve probably should be 5,400. So he's a couple hundred too cheap in this spot. Abbott's a good pitcher, don't get me wrong, but he does have control issues. He's going to put some people on base. Like you said, one swing of the bat, three-run homer. I, I'm going to use it a ton as a mini stack, like three man. You mix and match match those guys, um, but I do like it as a full stack too. 
Philadelphia at Oakland. Walker and Sears facing off against each other here. Eight and a half total. Uh, the Phillies are 156 favorites. Tajon Walker, 7K. Good matchup against Oakland. Coming off of back-to-back good starts. Uh, any interest here in Tajon Walker? An awesome matchup. Oakland has been better recently. They went on that nice little winning streak. Um, but they still strike out a ton. Uh, we saw Taj Bradley rack up, I think it was 11 or 12 strikeouts yesterday. Walker has not been a, a great strikeout pitcher. He's 19.9% on the, on the year. He's only 7K. This matchup in this ballpark, this is one of the best ballpark shifts that, that a pitcher can get going from Philly to Oakland. Um, massive hitters park to a massive pitcher's park. 7K for Tyon Walker. If I'm looking for the Rich Hill pivot and not going Schuster, Walker might be the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting, it's an interesting spot because of the strikeout upside in this matchup just alone. And then you look at Tajon Walker on the year, he's like a 19% K rate guy. His swinging strike rate's really low. It's so tough for me to have interest in him because of Oakland being better and like him just having two really good strikeout like games in a row. And like the numbers just don't support him being like a huge strikeout guy, but facing Oakland, he can go out and get five or six strikeouts throw enough where he puts up 23 to 25 points and pays off the price tag. But it's not my favorite, not my least favorite. He's probably like my third favorite, like cheaper value guy down here. Um, I would put Schuster and Hill over him. JP Sears on the other side of this game. I, I I don't think I want to play JP Sears today. He's not a terrible pitcher. This lineup is definitely better against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching. Um, maybe I'm talking myself into it looking at this lineup, but I, I again I don't think I want to do it because I like these guys um more. Yeah, I agree. Um like Sears, I think he's Oakland's best pitcher. That's not saying a lot, um, but he's an average strikeout pitcher. He, the walks have been under control this season. Philly is, has the tough ballpark shift. I wouldn't talk you out of it if you wanted to play some Sears. Um, I think I prefer Walker slightly just because his matchup is better. Um, but Sears is in play. I, I think he's fine. I, I don't think we need more than one pivot away from Rich Hill, honestly. And we've already talked about Schuster uh, and Walker a little bit. So he's probably fourth in that list for me, but I don't hate it if you want to do it. If you're playing 150 teams, I think you'd make the player pool for me today. I I, I would definitely mix and match some of these value guys today. Um, Any interest in the Philly bats here? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a tough park, but Oakland's bullpen is so bad that you have to have interest anytime. I think you're getting Harper and Schwarber at almost no ownership here because they're facing off against the lefty in a, in a bad hitters park. So like they have two home run upside if they, especially if one of them catches Sears and then you get a couple of bats off the bullpen, like immense upside here. They're, they're going to be low owned. I think um, even though it's Oakland, just because of the park, like moving from Philly to Oakland, not ideal, but great spot for them just because of how bad Oakland's bullpen is. You, you have cheap pieces you can throw in there too, like Stott and Marsh, Bohm even. Um, actually, Stott and Marsh probably don't start because of Sears, but you're going to get Bohm for sure. I like him at 3,200. Um, if either of those left, the cheap lefties are in there, I, I absolutely love them. Um, Castellanos' price is fine against a lefty 
Real Muto has been on fire here recently. It's an expensive stack. It's a bad ballpark, but I, as far as upside goes, I think they have they have enough of it to pay off these prices. Oakland side, um, obviously, I have some interest in Ruiz. If he can get on base here, the stolen base upside um, makes him very playable. He's a guy that can swipe two bags in a game. Um, Nada is really cheap at twenty seven hundred against Walker. Like I could see myself using some of these like cheap Oakland bats today. Uh, again, I don't think Tajon Walker is this like ace by any means, and this team's been better. I could see myself rolling like a little three man Ruiz Nada Seth Brown type of stack, Roker type of stack. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. I mean, we're gonna have to save money somewhere. Um, just there's every option under the sun to spend up on, on a 14 game slate. Um, but there is a salary cap, so we have to find a way to make it work. Oakland, Oakland is in play. Ty, Ty, Ty Walker is not elite by any means. He gives up uh, hard contact to both sides of the plate. So I, I certainly don't mind Oakland as a mini stack. Yeah. I mean, they're just so cheap. <laughs> yep. Like the, the three man stack is so cheap. Um, it just opens everything up. So, yeah, I don't hate it. I really don't. All right, Tampa Bay at San Diego. This game's fantastic if you like good pitching. Seven and a half total. Uh, pick them. Raise a slight favorite at minus 115. McClanahan against Darvish. Um, let's talk McClanahan first. Well, first of all, he's back. Um, and he, he looked pretty solid here. His pitch count's up. What are your thoughts here on Shane McClanahan? Yeah, um, the price tag is the first thing that jumps out. 11K is a is a big price for a guy who probably isn't throwing 100 pitches. You like you're getting 85 to 95 more than likely, but they're also careful with him once he once he gets over 90. That's pretty much it. Um, and sometimes it's even before that. The strikeouts are down slightly from last year. He's 27 eight percent this year compared to he was over 30 percent last year. Um, He's still one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. The swinging strike stuff um, has always been outstanding. The matchup against San Diego is not ideal, but they do swing and miss quite a, lot, a bit. They strike out plenty. I think he's in play. I think I prefer um, Gallon and Gaussman over him and Joe Ryan as well. So I think he, he comes with fairly low ownership. It's going to be like a large field tournament for me. And it's going to be ownership based too. I'm I'm assuming that people are scared of the matchup, and he comes in low owned. I'm a little scared of the matchup as well. Um, I don't think he's my favorite in in the top end. Like I said, there's there's kind of something you can pick on 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 all these guys in in the high end of pitching today, and it's no different for McClanahan. Don't love the matchup. Yeah, I mean the the ceiling is massive because yes. of how good he is. Um, the matchup should keep his ownership down, which is always fantastic. But, I mean, it's it's a really tough matchup. I'm on the fence. I don't think I have – I don't think he makes the cut for me today. I like I, – I, I mean, I already said it. I like Ryan a lot. Um, I like Zach Gallen a lot. We'll talk about him here in a minute. But I, I just don't know if McClanahan makes the cut for me today. I'm not playing any hitters against him, but I'm not – I don't think I'm pitching him. Darvish is 8,100 facing the best team in baseball. Um, I mean, by every statistic, this has been the best offense in baseball this season. 
he's cheap at 8100 it seems he's cheap at 8100 but i mean i i can't tell you how many times if any times this year i've played a pitcher against the Rays. it is a brutal matchup but price for upside i think darvish is has to be in the conversation for the like everybody on the slate don't disagree with that he's like a 9500 pitcher on a normal day the fact that he's 8100 and he he has double digit upside tampa bay will still strike out a little bit it's a very high risk high reward spot he could absolutely get blown up here um it is nice like san diego is still a, a pretty decent pitcher's park not quite as good as tampa bay um and tampa bay's put up the numbers they have playing half their games in that park so still not a, a great spot for darvish by any means but i think we're getting a thousand dollar discount here it's going to depend on ownership for me on how much of him i'm playing he's definitely in my pool i just can't pass on the on 10 strikeout upside at 8100 um even if i think he gets blown up half the time i'm still going to play him today yeah i mean i i hear your thoughts and i i don't think i could disagree with anything that you said um in a three inch max i probably don't get to him today and i mean that's the type of contest that i play if you're playing a 20 inch max or 150 entries like he's he's too cheap for his ceiling um he could go out and have a stellar game he's pitched way better this season at home too for what it's worth um so i mean take that for an account Uh, you know petco is is it still petco Yep, I think so. Yeah. Um, any interest in the Tampa Bats here? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, just one more note. Like, Darvish is going to be entirely ownership. If he's popular today, I, I have no problem fading him. If he's low-owned because people are afraid of the matchup, I'm I'm comfortable going double the field on him. Um, I'm, I'm not playing Tampa Bats against him. I know he can give up some home runs. Tampa's expensive though, rightfully so. They're like you said, they're the best offense in baseball. It's just it's hard to figure out who to stack on this team. Darvish is, is a still a well above average pitcher. No Tampa for me today. Uh any interest in the San Diego bats? No, sir. A, another those, expensive team against an elite pitcher. This is one of the spots I wish we had like more dynamic pricing in the industry where like they would just price tatis at 3500 and say hey now you have something to think you have to make a decision (laughs) yeah but at 6500 against one of the best but one of the better pitchers in baseball no way man no chance all right cleveland at arizona gallon and mckenzie facing off against each other in this one another seven and a half total diamondbacks and 140 favorites um any interest here in tristan mckenzie I can't do it. I just I've not pitched anyone against Arizona all season all season long, and I think that's going to continue. Um, Mackenzie has shown elite strikeout stuff since missing the the first part of the season. Um, he's he's over like thirty five percent. I want to say he's only made two starts, but he's he's yeah thirty five point seven percent. He's got great stuff. Arizona has just been a pesky offense. They they walk, they don't strike out. They've been just really solid. Um, in a different matchup, I would have a ton of interest in Tristan McKenzie at 8,600. I'm just not trying to pick on Arizona on a, on a massive slate. I think if um, you were talking about if Darvish gets really popular and you want to pivot, McKenzie yep. has a huge ceiling. Um, there you go. 
tough matchup, right? I don't disagree with anything you said about the matchup. Tough matchup. Arizona is a tough team to beat, um, especially for right-handed pitching. You know, uh, obviously they're a low strikeout team, but this guy, this kid has huge strikeout potential just in general. Um, we saw it last year. He had big strikeout games. His walk rate was down a little bit last year, which was good to see. He's a hard contact guy, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily what you want in Arizona against Arizona. So I think he's a really interesting pivot if Darvish gets popular. Huge ceiling. Showed that his first start out against Minnesota. Ten strikeouts, one walk, uh, one hit, and five innings. So good to see him get a 13-pitch increase from his first start back to his second start. Should be in that 95 range moving forward if he's pitching well. His swinging strike rate is insane but and it's only two starts um but he had a big swinging strike rate last year too yeah, so that's it's not too crazy. He, he broke out last year and I, I do believe in that breakout like he's yeah. there's really good things coming from this guy i just don't think it's the right spot or the right slate yeah i mean price wise it might be the right price to take shots on a guy that's not going to be played but i mean i love the pitcher on the other side of this game zach gallon is a guy that i really like cleveland is a really bad offense um i played them quite a bit yesterday's slate talked about them in that matchup, but I think this is a great spot for Zach Gallen. And yeah, again, just looking at pricing, I, I would rank him ahead of Gaussman and McClanahan. I don't know if I'd rank him ahead of Joe Ryan though. Yeah. It, I think cash games are going to start with Joe Ryan versus Zach Gallen. And which do you prefer? If Gallen wouldn't have just had a dud against Detroit, I think it would lean in Gallen's favor. Cleveland being low strikeout, maybe people talk themselves into Ryan. Um, I think I, I slightly prefer Gallon. Dude was having a just a fantastic season until this recent hiccup here against Detroit. Um, it was a matchup that everybody was on him. He was massively owned, and he just got blown up. It happens to everybody, even the best pitchers. Um, the strikeouts have been been up. Um, he's up to twenty seven percent on the year. He was even higher than that earlier, so they have come down a little bit. Um, but yeah, Cleveland is not an offense I'm I'm scared of. They just they don't have any power. Um, Gallon can overcome the the high contact because of his his outstanding stuff. So ten two feels like it, he's a little underpriced. Where most of the like Gaussman um, and McClanahan feel like they're a couple hundred overpriced. I would say Gallon feels a couple hundred underpriced. Um, I think he's my, I don't know. I still haven't figured out Ryan versus Gallon. They're the top two pitchers point per dollar on the slate, I would say, um, with Rich Hill being in that mix as well, just because he's so cheap. But yeah, Gallon is in a, in a fantastic spot. I'm not worried about to blow up against Detroit. He should be fine here. Oh, man, oh, man. Um, any interest in the Cleveland Bats? No, no chance. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's... Where I'm at too. Um, any interest in the Arizona bats? I mean, gosh. I will say McKenzie's an extreme fly ball guy. Um, you can find a home run or two here, I think. They're not cheap. They have a couple of cheap pieces, but like I think Christian Walker would be my favorite at 4,200 just because he has the, the best power and Corbin Carroll is, is expensive. I'm not sure if I want to spend a ton of money trying to find a home run in this spot. Um, I Walker 4,200 as a one-off trying to find a home run. Um, I don't think I'm stacking against McKenzie. Nah, I don't, I don't like bats in this game overall. I don't have any interest really in either side of this game. 
All right, White Sox, Mariners. We got Kopech against Wu. Eight total in this game. The Mariners are one twenty-five favorites. Any interest here in Kopech? I do. Just when I was about ready to write him off, dude came out of the woodwork and started striking everybody out again. Um, a little bit down last start against Miami, but he had at least nine in the four previous starts before that one against Miami. And he was still really good. Five shutout innings against Miami. Dude has turned his season around. I was about ready to write him off um, before he went on this little run here. I am not scared of Seattle at this point. I don't think even if I am a little scared of their power because they do have some power, um, they strike out plenty. So this is an upside spot for, for Kopech. You get a nice little discount on the top tier, and I think he has as much strikeout ability or upside as those guys. I think he could strike out 10 in this spot potentially, and I can save a, a thousand or two in salary um, by playing some Kopech. So I, I am interested. Yeah, I mean, I think he's really interesting large shield tournament wise, because like you yeah. said, you know, this is a guy that we knew all along the strikeout stuff was there. Um, just kind of put it together. He's had some good matchups, not saying that this is a bad matchup. There's plenty of strikeouts in the Seattle lineup. So um, probably gives up a home run or two. You're just hoping he counters that with like eight to 10 strikeouts, I think is what you'd be looking at here for him. Uh, Brian Wu on the other side of this game, pretty big prospect in the Mariners organization. Um, I mean, I'm shocked this guy's pitching in the bigs already, but here he is. Um, I mean, this is a guy that was drafted, what, a year ago, two years ago, Max? Like, everything I ever read about this guy is this is a guy that we we're going to be talking about next year or the year after. But, hey, he's here. Um, 81 pitches last time out. I mean – I don't know if I trust it. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do with Wu. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Uh, the price is at a point. It's so intriguing. It is because he has massive stuff. Um, e- even his strikeouts, like the swing and miss stuff has translated. Um, he's over 33% in his two starts. The leash was up to 81 pitches his last time out against the Angels. It's not like he's had easy matchups either with racking up those 33% strikeouts. He's faced Texas and the Angels. I think he's in play. I don't know how much we need it because of how good of a spot Rich Hill is in. Um, I'm with you. I don't know what to do with him. I I don't think he's going to catch ownership on this slate. If I can get 90 pitches out of him in this start, could he strike out eight or nine White Sox? I think. I think he could, which, I mean, that I think that means he has to be in your pool. What's even crazier, I was just reading more about him. Like, what's even crazier is, like, he, um, <laughs> he's coming back from, like, Tommy John in 2022. Like, what yeah, he's done incredible. so far is impressive. I, I had to laugh at Derek's comment in the YouTube chat. That is that is top level commenting Woo, right there. Woo's nickname should be Nature Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um I don't know. Listen, I want to know the ownership. If he's gonna be a guy that's not highly owned, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you not to play him. You know, that Texas start, he only th- I don't even know if he started that game, but he threw two innings in that game, 47 pitches. His Babbitt was through the roof like he had a massive babbit in that game you want to guess you want just wild guess i mean seven hits in two innings it's gotta be 500 778 <laughs> yeah 
uh, in that game. So, yeah, I mean, looking at the numbers against the Angels in that start, he pitched really well. Um, got in trouble a little bit, and, and that's why he didn't finish that inning, but got in a little trouble. But, yeah, man, um, here we go. We'll, we'll see how it works out. But, again, um, I don't think this is a spot I would talk you off of, depending on ownership. White Sox bats. Listen, I, I said it in chat earlier, but Jake Berger's good, man. Um, this guy does not get enough credit. He really doesn't. Um, what are your thoughts on the White Sox bats here? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a fan of Wu and his stuff, but he is up very. He's very raw as a prospect. He's probably not quite he's ready. He's Not supposed to be in the bigs yet, <laughs> right? So you can certainly stack against them, even with a, a White Sox offense that has just underperformed for a year and a half now very much in play they're cheap love the burger call dude swings at everything and he has big time power it's it's a fun fun guy to follow for sure rooting for him vaughn has power at 2900 uh ben intendi is really cheap at 2800 he hasn't shown any power this year but he should hit near the top of the order even even jimenez and robert are a little bit underpriced for their their potential um this white Sox stack is cheap i i will play both sides of this game I wasn't certain about Wu, but I think I talked myself into it. Um, yeah, give me both sides. A White Sox stack and and at least one lineup with Wu. He's too cheap. Yeah. I mean, he's just too cheap. Seattle Bats. Um, any interest in the Seattle Bats here? You can always look for home runs against Kopech. He's been good enough recently. I don't know that I'm full stacking here. Um but you, it's like Suarez for a home run at 3,600. I'm, I'm on board with that. Julio and Kelnick, certainly on board there. Um, just pro- I probably don't even play him as a mini stack. It'd just be a one-off home run that I'm looking for. I think the stack is viable. Um, Kopech does have these games where he comes out and he's just awful, um, where he struggles with command. I wouldn't even say awful. He just comes out and he has games where he really struggles with command. We've seen him walk five, six guys at times this year so. I really think like if you wanted to stack against him, don't be afraid to do it. Um, especially like the more lineups you get, the more I think it'd be interesting as well because he just, he does have these starts where he just comes out of nowhere and he just pitches terrible. Especially if he's going to get some ownership today too. Anyway, giants Dodgers, we finish it out with this game. No total in this one. Um, it sounds like Matt and is going to pitch. Um, <laughs> And then we got an opener situation with Manaya behind the opener on the Giants side of things. But I looked multiple places and I could not find like a like real real answer on like who is going to pitch for the Dodgers in this game. So I'm very hesitant uh, to say who we're going to get here. Because, I mean, in Dries, he's not going to – like even if he does pitch, he's not a guy that we're going to play, right, at 4K? <laughs> so I, I saw that name too – and I looked Where into has he him. Been for like the last few years, he was in Japan last year uh, pitching as a reliever. Though <laughs> this year he has been fully stretched out as a starter. He threw 101 pitches in his last AAA start, so we have a fully stretched out starting pitcher here against the highest stri- strikeout Giants at 4K. I'm I don't know if if we wouldn't have just fallen in love with Wu, I think I was going to say you can play him just because he lets you do other things that you could not do by playing any other pitcher on the slate. 4K is cheaper than most hitters. I, I is anybody 
I'm just okay. I, to just get really sidetracked for just a second, because we're way long in this podcast anyway. <laughs> Does anybody ever, when you hear "woo," just think "woo woo woo"? Kenny Woo, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's where my head goes. It doesn't go to Ric Flair. It goes to yeah. Anyway, it needs to be a high pitch "woo" to go to Ric Flair. Yeah, but but um, when Derek typed that in chat, I I literally oh, it was funny. Of, it was yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, well done, well done. I don't know if I could do it, man. I, I don't know if I can play Matt and Drucy. Um and, Yeah, just a little to expand on his AAA season a little bit. He's at 17% strikeouts in AAA. He has been elite with walks at 5%. It, I don't think I'm doing it, but I, I am intrigued. If I didn't have Rich Hill um, or Wu or some of the other cheap pitch, like there's enough cheap pitching. I don't think you have to do it, but it is intriguing just because of the, the type of stacks that you can get. Like you could premium stack Atlanta with elite one-offs and another like elite starting pitcher. You can't do that type of lineup build with any other pitcher, even, even going up to Rich Hill at 6,700, that's 2,700 in salary you're saving by dropping down to Andreezy. Like you would, you would need Hill to fail pretty much, I think for this, this type of build to work, but it is intriguing just because it's the only way to do it. We're not playing Sean Manier. I'm not no. playing Shaman. Not nope. in this reliever situation. Um, Giants bats. Any interest in the Giants bats? Yeah, I mean, we, we're talking about a guy who has been in Japan. He's been all over the place. He's just he's a journeyman. That's what he is. Um, so there's there's no guarantee he's going to have any success in this this game whatsoever. Um, I don't love stacking Giants. They they just platoon and pinch hit too much. I don't love their pricing either. Like Peterson's priced up now a little bit to 4,600. Conforto's no longer in the three Ks. He's 4,200. Yeah. at 3,600. Like, I don't know. I, I don't love it, but they're, they're certainly in play just because we have no idea what we're getting from Andreezy just because he's having triple a success does not mean he's going to be good in the start. We should note that JD Davis is dealing with the ankle sprain and Mitch Hanniger got put on the IL. So the lineup, a little bit weaker potentially for the Giants. Um, but that also takes out two of the righties. Dodgers bats, obviously Mookie bets. I mean, the Dodgers stack is so playable here because they're not going to pinch hit these guys early in the game for the opener situation. Chris Taylor just hit a grand slam. Only Dodgers guy did not play. Um, <laughs> always happens. Anyway, um, thoughts here on the Dodgers? Yeah, I mean, I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. Like, it, I don't love stacking guys against an opener situation, especially if that team pinch hits. But like you said, the Dodgers will likely not do that. Um, it's not like they're going to lead off a lefty just because Brebby is on the mound. It's going to be Betts leading off. Um, Freeman's going to be in there. He's going to stay in there when when Manaya comes in. Uh, so I feel pretty good about them getting their full nine innings worth of at-bats. I'm not not afraid of Manaya. I know he's had some decent strikeout stuff this season, but he also has walk problems. Uh, Dodger stack, they're they're expensive to pay up for the premium guys, but you also have guys like Taylor, uh, guys like Hayward, Peralta, who are are really cheap that that help make it work. So, Dodgers are are in the conversation for one of the top stacks, I think. All right, let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. We spent so much time on the slate. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed. I enjoyed. It's a really good slate. It's huge slate. It it's still a really good slate. 
All right, we got favorite under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? I'm taking the easy one. This is an awesome spot for Rich Hill. Milwaukee struck out more than anyone in baseball against lefties. He's 6,700. I'm going to take Schuster. Those are our two favorite value plays, it sounds like, for sure. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Domingo Herman. He's been really good, but he's going into Fenway, facing a low strikeout Boston team. I like it. Um, I don't want to say him. Give me Tanner Houck against um, the Yankees. I'll stay in that same game. I was going to say Darvish, but I feel like that's kind of cheating because he's too cheap. But over eight, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Give me Jorge Soler. I don't think anybody's playing him. He's in the first game of the night. Trevor Williams has a home run problem, and it's to, to both sides of the plate. He does struggle more against lefties, but Soler has as much power as anyone. I like it. Um, trying to avoid Braves. I have a ton of interest in the Braves. Give me J.D. Martinez. He Love slowed down call. a little bit, but I like J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got cheap bat-wise? Uh, give me Chaz McCormick. I'm going to be playing quite a bit of Houston, I think. Um, hopefully he's up near the top of the order again. It did not work out for me Thursday night, but I'm, I'm running it back. Talented pitcher on the other side, but they stack up well against lefties. And uh, Abbott has has had his struggles with walks. I'm going to go Eddie Rosario. He's been like a two-hit yeah. or zero-hit type of guy, it seems like. So um, to get the two-hit answer, I like it. Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? Give me Houston. I'm, they're cheap. I'm going to use a ton of them, especially as many stacks. I like I like them as a full stack as well, um, but they're they're just too cheap today. I'm not going to say Atlanta. Not going to say the Dodgers. Give me the Minnesota Twins. Really like them as a lower potential's own stack today. Tyler Alexander is a guy that's not great. Um, I don't even expect him to pitch too deep into this game. So a lot of bullpen here. Give me the Minnesota Twins. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Don't have anything else. Big old slate. Should be a lot of fun. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. If you're a father, happy Father's Day. Hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. I'm off. I'm out. I'm out. I am turning off my my devices. If you try to contact me, I'll answer you on Monday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> have a fantastic weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday. We'll see you then.